You might be getting the shot, whether you like it or not. That is a scary idea, and we've got that story coming up. Fighting back strong against digital ID and cold medicines are now the target of the FDA. They will do anything, folks. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Thursday. It is a Thursday. And... Uh, yeah, good to be back. Hey, um, we're at 99 followers. That means one more and we hit 100. There is a follow button right here. If you haven't done that yet, sign up for a free account and hit that follow button and you will officially be the 100th follower of the Jay Sheldon Show. So thank you for that. And thanks for those of you who have followed along. I really appreciate it. It's free, costs you nothing, and it helps the show out a ton. All right, let's get right into uh, one of our, our first sponsor here, and that would be Blackout Coffee, the most incredible coffee company on the planet, and more importantly, in America. A Blackout Coffee is a coffee company that has been founded on the principles of traditional American values. The founders of this company believe in hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, traditional American values. The best fresh roasted coffee around anywhere. Folks, I drink a ton of coffee, and since I found Blackout Coffee, I drink nothing else. This stuff is absolutely amazing. <clears throat> part of what, a big part of what makes it amazing is it's fresh roasted when it gets to your door. That crap you buy, that brown water junk, give that up. Don't waste your money. You don't know how long ago it was roasted. It's garbage coffee. You get this stuff and you will be amazed. You'll never find another coffee like this. Blackout coffee, fresh roasted uh, within 24 to 48 hours and then delivered right to your door. So you got it and that's about as fresh roasted as you can get. They source premium grade green coffee beans. They're uh, grown at the perfect altitude, the right time of year, best soil, and then harvested at exactly the right time. They work with local co-ops and American farmers. I told you this is an American company, and they have a strict adherence to what's known as small batch roasting process. Packed, shipped, lightning speed, usually 24 to 48 hours from the time you order. That means you get the beans just days after they were roasted. And that combination, along with these premium coffee beans, highly controlled roasting process, and immediate shipping gives you an absolute elite coffee experience. You will love it, I promise. And right now, use the link in our show notes for Blackout Coffee. Get a special deal. Do not forget at checkout, we got your promo code. That is J20, J-A-Y 20 at checkout. Use that promo code, and you got yourself 20% off. That's a hell of a deal. In addition to all the great things we talk about about their coffee, this company also makes an amazing blend, a bunch of different flavors of cocos and teas. You'll find them there too. So even if you're not a big coffee fan like me, check out their teas and their cocos because they are equally amazing. But for the best cup of coffee you will ever pass your lips, Blackout Coffee. That's the one. Use promo code J20 at checkout, and that will get you that 20% off that's a deal. Blackout Coffee, thank you folks for being part of the show. Really do appreciate that. All right. 
Yes, you uh, may be sitting there quite proudly to be among the purebloods, the non-vaccinated. Well, guess what? They are thinking about getting at you whether you want it or not. There was a bunch of articles, but none of them really really laid it out the way I wanted to be able to tell the story. So what I thought I would do would be to go right to the source. And that is the top link in our in today's show notes, in the show notes. And this is from the actual Yale School of Engineering and Applied Sciences, which I know seems like it's going to make it a little scientific wonky read. It's not. It's written in a relatively plain, common Joe sort of language. There are a team of researchers Listen close, folks. This is scary stuff. A team of research has, has developed an inhalable vaccine that successfully protects against the COVID virus. It opens the door to delivering messenger RNA therapeutics for gene replacement therapy and other treatments of the lungs. For the vaccine, Researchers demonstrated that two intranasal doses, you know, through your nose, made with nanoparticles that carry the mRNA uh, COVID vaccine is an effective way of getting the vaccine in your body. And they've proven that with mice. Oh, here we go again. But think about this. And there have been stories out there about this. If they put this stuff in the air in a room you're in, and you're breathing, <sighs> you just got the vaccine. And you could maybe not even know you just got the vaccine. I know that seems a little bit tinfoil hatty, but there's been a lot of that tinfoil hat crap that has come absolutely true in the last couple of a few years. If they can shove this stuff up the mice noses and it's effectively vaccinated them, they can stick it in the air around you, whether you know it or not. You can't see it. You can't smell it, but it's there. And you breathe in, which I'm pretty sure we all have to keep breathing. You've been vaccinated with this mRNA crap. Wow. Hey! HAL 9000, get ready for the UFO narrative over Russia, EU, UK, USA as cities nuked using stealth bombers masked as UFOs, aliens saving the planet from itself. You know, I truly believe that this whole alien stuff, now I'm a believer, I am an absolute believer in uh, unidentified flying objects. I believe we have been and are still being visited for a long time. Uh, the truth will out. Slowly they're leaking it when they need to. When they need to cover up something Biden did or something else that's horrible happening in their government uh, mess, they'll leak out another UFO story. But I would not be surprised to see some sort of holographic UFO invasion, you know, Independence Day kind of thing in order to sway the thinking or the non-thinking public, the sheeple, one way or the other. I, I would not surprise me at all. In fact, I'm planning on it. 
not surprise me at all. All right, go back to this article, check it out, read it. It is not wonky. This is actually pretty easy read, even though it is from Yale. These are the guys who created this uh, inhalable vaccine. My fear is that if you can inhale it, they can take this crap, they can stick it in wherever it might be. How about a mall? How about a busy shopping mall? Pump it into the aircon system. And guess what happens then? Yep, you've been vaccinated, whether you like it or not. Mm. <sighs> Representative Tom Emmer is in the news today, and thank God for that. He has introduced a bill to ban the Federal Reserve from creating a central bank digital currency. Yes! We love this guy. Quoting uh, Mr. Emmer, he says, a CBDC, nothing more than a CCP-style surveillance tool that can be weaponized to oppress the American way of life. Give a listen. It's good to be back in the people's house where House Republicans are ready to continue delivering on our promises to the American people. One important aspect of our common sense agenda is actually protecting Americans' financial privacy, particularly when it pertains to this lawless administrative state. That's why I reintroduced a bill yesterday called the Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance State Act, which puts a check on unelected bureaucrats and ensures that the United States digital currency policy upholds our values of privacy, individual sovereignty, and free market competitiveness. Yes. Recent actions from the Biden administration have made it clear that they are not only itching to create a digital dollar, but they're willing to trade Americans' right to financial privacy for a surveillance-style CBDC. This bill ensures the future of crypto is in the hands of the American people, not the administrative state. By prohibiting the Federal Reserve from creating a tool with unfettered insight into Americans' financial data. If not open, permissionless, and private, like cash, a CBDC is nothing more than a CCP-style surveillance tool that can be weaponized to oppress the American way of life. We're not going to let that happen, not on House Republicans' watch. And I want to thank the Financial Services Committee for considering our bill this month, and we're going to continue working to ensure that the digital economy is designed by Americans and emulates American values. It's good to be back yes. in the people's house. Thank you very much. There you go. And I let that whole thing play. It's only a minute and a half, but well worth it because uh, Representative Emmer has put it quite succinctly. It's nothing more than a surveillance tool. And this damn Biden administration is doing everything they can to try and push this crap down our throats. And we have to stand up. Look, you call your representatives and you tell them it's Representative Tom Emmer. I don't have the bill number, uh, but they'll know. And you tell them you support this bill and you expect your representatives to get behind it and vote for it. This is more, oh, folks, this is more important than you can possibly, possibly imagine. The dangers of this CCP-style surveillance digital currency crap is just beyond the pale. We will be done. We, you will be cooked. You think it's so convenient to live in a world without cash. You are in for a rude awakening if you think that.
I hope you don't. Let your reps know, your congressman, your senator, let them know you care about this. This is a huge, important matter to you, and you expect them to vote in favor of this bill. Wow. There's a link in our show notes at the bottom of the list of all the stuff we talk about tonight, today. Uh, it says, uh, contact your representatives, something to let people know. That'll get you to a website from the government. You put in your zip code or something, it will tell you where, who your reps are and how to contact them. Use it. Use it. Use it. All right. In an effort, no doubt, to get uh, you uh, off of over-the-counter, less expensive medications, the FDA has stepped in it again. Their regulators have now reversed themselves. And they say America's leading cold medicines don't work. Here we go. Officials with the FDA announced Tuesday one of America's leading cold medicines actually doesn't work, following a review of the latest research on the subject. At issue is phenylphrene, an almost 100-year-old ingredient in versions of Benadryl, Mucinex, Tylenol, and a lot of other over-the-counter pills, syrups, liquids, used to clear up congested noses. Uh, I'm not saying this right, but I'll keep trying. Phenylephrine, first permitted back in 1938, did not go through the rigorous clinical trials that regulators require today for medications. And more recent studies found that ingredient is ineffective at relieving congestion. The latest research prompted pharmacists and physicians to call for ending the sales of these drugs. How would you like to be allergic to aspirin? Or maybe it just upsets your stomach, as it does with a lot of people. Have to rely on Tylenol. And you go into your local pharmacy and you can't buy it anymore. You got to buy some acetaminophen over the prescription to get rid of your headache. Advisors to the FDA unanimously determined that a decongestion found in most cold and allergy medicines, such as Sudafed, Allegra, Dayquil, was essentially no better in providing uh, relief than a dummy pill. Modern studies, when well conducted, are, showing, are not showing any improvement in congestion with phenylephrine. An allergy specialist at the St. Louis University School of Medicine says. So there you go. How would you like to see all of these drugs, most of which you've probably used at one point or another, over the counter, you don't need a prescription, and now they would be gone. Thanks to the FDA, who of course loves nothing better than encouraging you to buy the prescription drugs from the companies that help fund the FDA, like, oh, say, Pfizer, Moderna, you name them. It's all the same thing. One hand washes the other. Scary, scary stuff. You see the future? Well, not necessarily related to that, but the future in general. How do you see the future? Some people see it as scary. Some people see it as convenient. 
there has been a study done that asks, how do you see the future? And it's rather interesting. <laughs> you see, well, look at this artist's rendition. I don't think I would want to live there. Does not look like fun. Uh, in June, Gallup International published their end-of-the-year survey. And this time as an anniversary booklet, they were celebrating 75 years of international polling. Uh, being an anniversary edition, it goes way past the usual topics like personal hopes, economic uh, expectations, and they look into the future. People's attitudes about the world's superpowers, expectations. So what do we think, according to Gallup, will change in the next 25 years? Some interesting outcomes. When it comes to health, 58% of the global population believes, rather surprisingly, that over the next 25 years, people will actually become less healthy. A third of people surveyed disagreed, and 10% were undecided. 58% say we're going to become less healthy. Wow. However, people around the world think relatively soon there will be vaccines that'll help in eradicating diseases. 71% <laughs> of those people asked were positive that over the next 25 years, vaccines and medicines are going to be available to eradicate diseases like polio and AIDS, HIV. 18% disagreed and about a tenth unsure. Wow. When asked about emerging rights, 50% agreed the next 25 years, a four-day working week will be the norm around the world. Not a bad idea. I could deal with that. 38% doubtful, 12% either didn't answer or didn't know. Huh. Some of the places that the people were more confident that we would have a four-day work week. This is interesting. The UAE, India, Ireland, and Canada. Shares of agreements up to 70% in those countries. Wow. Holy crap. Uh, Same-sex marriage. 45% of respondents around the world think that over the next quarter of a century, same-sex marriage will be a recognized right in more countries. 44% disagreed. Uh, Thailand, Spain, Slovenia, Ireland, and France among the top countries who believe uh, same-sex marriage will be legally recognized. On the opposite side, standout countries like Armenia, Indonesia, India, and Senegal have uh, much smaller shares of people that agree. It goes on and on. This is really interesting. There's a whole lot of questions they ask people about what do they feel about how you see the future. And their answers are, in some cases, very surprising. So, there you go. Your feet is breaking up and has lag. Really? Sorry about that. I've got a clean signal on this end. Um, so, I'm, it might be a rumble thing. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, hang with it. It should clear itself up, I hope, because coming out of my place in the studio here, it looks okay. Looks okay. 
All right, from Breitbart, oh, man, the wacky left just gets more and more wacky. They never stop. An unhinged Florida preschool teacher, this is a preschool teacher, brags about telling kids they can choose their family. F your mom. I'm so sad and I hate my sister. This woman needs some help, some serious help. She is allegedly a preschool teacher in Florida and she put up a viral video detailing how she teaches students they can choose their family and claimed it had nothing to do with her queerness. The same woman says she teaches her students to be gay. Dee Dee Duffy, who uses the account name Waterbug on TikTok, 17,000 followers of this moron. Wow. Duffy, reportedly a preschool teacher in Cape Corral, Florida, spoke about the concepts of chosen families from the front seat of a car and explained how she felt she didn't receive adequate affection as a child. So she teaches her young students they should love their friends more than their parents. There is likely some horrific language in here because this woman is a total freak. I'm going to play it. You're, You're not, not going to believe it. it. I feel like I had to learn the concept of chosen families really young and it wasn't anything to do with my queerness but just based on the fact that I didn't have the love at home that I needed and I knew that I was valuable and deserved it so I found it on my own early on and you know I shouldn't be blamed for that because like real like blood is still exists you were never there for me and I found my own love and that's okay and I think everybody should be allowed to do that and that's what I fucking teach in the classroom okay I always say give it to your friend not your mom because fuck your mom and I don't know I just am so sad <laughs> this woman teaches your preschoolers I would suggest somebody call the school board she should not be within a hundred yards of your preschoolers or elementary school or high schoolers for that matter. Freaks. Teaching your preschoolers. Man. All right. Household cleaning products. You clean your house? Of course you clean your house. You have a house cleaner? Hey, you know, as an aside, it's not something I planned on talking about. Here in Malaysia, a lot of people have maids. They're relatively inexpensive. They're mostly foreigners. Some are horrifically badly treated, which is absolutely awful. But a lot of... Now, when I grew up, I think we had one family in town, rather wealthy family who had a maid, but nobody had maids. In America, we don't do the maid thing. I mean, only the really uber-rich, fabulously wealthy people have maids. They're probably not even called maids anymore. Here, almost everybody has a maid, probably because they are so inexpensive. 
but they do everything, cleaning, washing, vacuuming the floor, taking care of the kids, shopping, cooking. Frightening. Anyway, back to this story. It's from uh, Epic Health, and it's weird because nowadays there's a lot of cleaning supplies out there, and, you know, you try and go for the ones that are biodegradable and ecologically healthy, good for the environment because you don't want to be pumping all that crap down your sewage system and everything else. Well, that might not be as helpful as you think. Many household cleaning products, including green items, emit hazardous chemicals linked to cancer. Wow. Researchers detected 530 volatile organic compounds in all the products tested, including eco-friendly green products with and without fragrances. So you stick a green label on it, you say it doesn't have fragrances, and guess what? It doesn't matter. Researchers from the U.S. found that many household cleaning products, including those marked supposedly eco-friendly, could be extremely harmful to you and me. Peer-reviewed study called Volatile Organic Compounds Emitted by Conventional and Green Cleaning Products in the U.S. Market. September 30th, this was published. Part of their study, researchers from the nonprofit Environmental Working Group analyzed 28 cleaning products and two air fresheners for hazardous materials, man-made chemicals, known as volatile organic compounds, VOCs. Checking the air quality impacts of these products and measuring the number, concentrations, and emission factors of VOC. Now, they did this from using an air chamber following product application instructions. They said followed what was on the label. And the cleaning products used were not specifically identified, but consisted of a whole different variety of cleaners, including all-purpose, carpet, floor, glass, wood cleaners, as well as laundry stain removers. Now, all these items were purchased from online retailers. 14 of the products were standard, conventional household cleaning products. Nine were fragrance green items, and seven were fragrance-free cleaning products, also marked as green. Exposure to cleaning products has been associated with harm to the respiratory system, neurotoxicity, harmful to the reproductive system, the elevated risk of cancer, greatest adverse impacts for workers exposed in an occupational setting. Overall, they detected, this is scary, 530 unique VOCs in all 30 of the products tested, including the eco-friendly green ones, with and without fragrances. Of the 530, 193 were considered health hazards based on either California Department of Toxic Substance Control Candidate Chemicals List or the European Chemical Agency's classification. Wow. So, no matter what you buy, green or not, 
eco-friendly or not, biodegradable, whatever bullcrap. Doesn't matter. You gotta be really careful with this stuff. And yes, in some cases, these toxins were toxins that are cancers, carcinogens. Think you're buying something because it's good for the environment. Maybe it is, but it ain't good for you. I can't tell you what to do. You read the labels, it doesn't matter. They're still in there and you can't avoid them. Wow. I wish they would have actually named the products that they tested. But good enough just to know that they're in there, no matter what. Hey, a big welcome to Roseanne Barr as she joins us here on Rumble. Yes, Roseanne made... Oh, I love Roseanne Barr. She is such a great lady. Uh, more big names embracing this free speech video platform here that you're watching right now called Rumble. And Roseanne Barr has come aboard. We are so happy about that. She got sick and tired of the YouTube crap and censorship garbage over there, just like I did. Roseanne Barr praises Rumble after YouTube censorship. Emmy award-winning actress... Comedian Roseanne Barr has announced she will be promoting her new product on Rumble, voicing concerns over the constant censorship on the YouTube. Best known, of course, for Roseanne, her TV show, um, her outspoken views on a whole bunch of topics. Uh, she's voiced concerned about the power dynamics in the world of mainstream media and big tech. She believes platforms like YouTube have become increasingly restrictive. Boy, ain't that the truth limiting free expression and content creators. So here is her post from X, starting to build up my rumble. If you want to follow this page and stay up on the podcast and any and all videos going forward, I'll keep the YouTube going until they go full gulag. But this is the start of something better. Free speech is great again. There you go. Roseanne Barr on rumble.com. Give her a follow, give her a check, search her out, and uh, yeah, we love Roseanne. I'm, I've already followed her over here, so it's a lot, of, a lot of fun. We love Roseanne Barr. We just wanted to give a hat tip to Roseanne and say hello, welcome to the platform, and we are really, really happy to have you here. Roseanne Barr, now a part of us here on Rumble, as people smarten up and get away from gulag censorship crap sites like youtube and twitch and all that garbage facebook hey remember i said small bites we've always been saying that we gotta fight back even if it's little tiny bites we take little bite at a time well somebody took a big bite they're always complaining about things like the january 6th political prisoners who are getting you know practically life in prison for nothing for a trespass charge well, this came out from the post-millennial, good to hear. It's not a bad sentence, actually. An Antifa rioter has been sentenced to 40 months in a plot to burn down the Seattle police building. Moore carried a box of 12 Molotov cocktails in a crowd of over a 1,000 people who were participating in the protest march, all of them in harm's way, if any one of those devices had exploded. Justin Christopher Moore, sentenced yesterday after being convicted in a plot to burn down the Seattle Police Officers Guild during the BLM Antifa riots in the summer of 2020. 
Moore sentenced to 41 months in prison for manufacture of homemade bombs with the intent to burn down government property. There you go. His offense was extremely dangerous, created a substantial risk of injury to bystanders, according to the assistant U.S. attorney, Tim Greenberg, carried the box of Molotov cocktails into a crowd of over a thousand people. Holy crap. 35 years old, convicted on charges of manufacturing in a dozen Molotov cocktails during a march in Seattle police building, September 7th, 2020. Officers smelled gasoline, moved the agitators back away from the building, and that's when they discovered the box of homemade bombs. Well, there you go. 41 months in prison for this criminal. Given the weight of what he did, I think it's a light sentence, but it ain't as light as a lot of people have been getting with these Antifa goons. Get off scot-free, get probation. Six months. At least this guy's got 41 months to sit there on his ass and think about what he did. Not bad. We're getting there. We're getting there. Slowly. Little bites at a time. We are getting there. Wow. All right. And finally, I am not going to go through this. It's a long article, but I put it in our show notes because I encourage you to read it. It's brilliant. It is from Real Clear Investigations, which is an amazing site with all kinds of incredible uh, reports, investigative reporting. The Biden administration, the latest on uh, climate hoax, they are misleading you on the vast expanses of land that they would need for net zero. Yeah, that crap. Here we go again. This is by James Varney from Real Clear Investigations. Just came out. The Biden administration is misleading this country about the amount of land that need that would needed to uh, meet its ambitious renewable energy goals. The official line from the Department of Energy, echoed by a lot of environmental activists and academics, is that the vast array of solar panels, wind turbines required to meet the goal, 100% clean energy by 2035, will require less than one half of 1% of the continuous uh, contiguous U.S. land acres. That amounts uh, into about 15,000 of the lower 48s, roughly 3 million square miles. But the government report that furnished those estimates also noted the wind farm footprint alone could require an expanse nine times as large, 134,000 square miles. Even that figure is misleading. It doesn't include the land for the new transmission systems that would connect the energy, creating it by the solar panels, carpeting the ground, skyscraper tall wind turbines filling the horizons. Hundreds of thousands of acres, if not millions, for transmission alone. An energy consultant writer based in Texas, David Blackman, says, 
the wind and solar farms will take enormous swaths of land all over the country, and nobody is talking about it. Talk about it. Do something about it. Don't believe the bullshit. And that is exactly what it is. Okay, got one more cute one for you. And then we're going to go on to our book. Did you know that cheetahs meow? You know a cheetah. Here, let me show you a cheetah. There, that's a cheetah. You would think, I mean, a cheetah, like a lion, a tiger, a jaguar, a cheetah. I mean, I never thought about it before, but wouldn't they growl, you know, or... Guess what? They don't. They sound exactly like a cat. They meow. Listen. Listen. <laughs> That's a cheetah. It meows. Meow. Miko's probably going nuts downstairs. Unbelievable. I had no idea. I was today years old when I discovered that cheetahs meow like a cat. Well, I mean, they are a cat, so, you know, why not? All right. Hey, don't forget, please hit that follow button. We're waiting for our 100th follower. Please, even if it's at 100, be the 101, 102, 105, 110. Hit that follow button. It's free for you, and it helps the show out a lot. Also, you'll find the link to all of our great sponsors down in our show notes, which includes also a link to our merchandise. You can pick up some Jay Sheldon show crap over there. And uh, no, it's not crap. It's good stuff. So check them out, please, and uh, find out more about all of those incredible sponsors we have on this show we love every one of them and we uh, want to encourage you to get some some great deals over there all right let's head over to our book we've been reading george orwell's animal farm we did 1984 previously and uh wow an incredible book and uh, we're at chapter eight we're heading towards the home stretch here on george orwell's animal farm published back in 1944 we'll continue on now he called the animals together and told them he had a terrible piece of news to impart. Comrade Napoleon was dying. A cry of lamentation went up. Straw was laid down outside the doors of the farmhouse, and the animals walked with tiptoes, tears in their eyes, and asked one another what they should do if their leader were taken away from them. A rumor went round, and Snowball had, after all, contrived to introduce poison into Napoleon's food. At eleven o'clock, Squealer came out to make another announcement. As his last act upon earth, Comrade Napoleon had pronounced a solemn decree. The drinking of alcohol was to be punishable by death. In the evening, however, Napoleon appeared to be somewhat better. The following morning, Squealer was able to tell them that he was well on his way to recovery. By the evening of that day, Napoleon was back at work. And on the next day, it was learned that he had instructed Wimper to purchase in Willington some booklets on brewing and distilling. A week later, Napoleon gave orders that the small paddock beyond the orchard, 
which it had previously been intended to set aside as a grazing ground for animals who were past work, was to be plowed up. It was given out the pasture was exhausted, needed reseeding. But it soon became known that Napoleon intended to sow it with barley. Now about this time, there occurred a strange incident which hardly anyone was able to understand. One night, at about 12 o'clock, there was a loud crash in the yard. The animals rushed out of their stalls. It was a moonlit night. And at the foot of the end wall of the big barn, where the seven commandments were written, there lay a ladder broken in two pieces. Squealer, temporarily stunned, was sprawling beside it, and near at hand there lay a lantern, a paintbrush, and an overturned pot of white paint. The dogs immediately made a ring around Squealer and escorted him back to the farmhouse as soon as he was able to walk. None of the animals could form any idea as to what this meant except old Benjamin, who nodded his muzzle with a knowing air and seemed to understand but wouldn't say anything. But a few days later, Muriel, reading over the Seven Commandments to herself, noticed there was yet another of them which the animals had remembered wrong. They thought the Fifth Commandment was, No animal shall drink alcohol. But there were two words they had forgotten. Actually, the commandment read, No animal shall drink alcohol to excess. Chapter 9 Boxer's split hoof was a long time in healing. They'd started the rebuilding of the windmill the day after the victory celebrations had ended. Boxer refused to take even a day off work, made it a point of honor not to be seen when he was in pain. In the evenings, he would admit privately to Clover that hoof had troubled him a great deal. Clover treated the hoof with poultices of herbs which she prepared by chewing on them, and both she and Benjamin urged Boxer to work less hard. A horse's lungs do not last forever, she said to him. But Boxer wouldn't listen. He had, he said, only one real ambition left, to see the windmill well underway before he reached the age of retirement. At the beginning, when the laws of Animal Farm were first formulated. The retiring age had been fixed for horses and pigs at 12, cows at 14, dogs at 9, sheep 7, hens and geese at 5. Liberal old age pensions had been agreed upon, and as yet no animal had actually retired on pension. But of late, the subject had been discussed more and more. Now that the small field beyond the orchard had been set aside for barley, it was rumored that a corner of the large pasture was to be fenced off and turned into a grazing ground for superannuated animals. For a horse, it was said, the pension would be five pounds of corn a day, and in winter, fifteen pounds of hay, with a carrot or possibly an apple on public holidays. Boxer's twelfth birthday was due in late summer of the following year. Meanwhile, 
Life was hard. The winter was as cold as the last one had been. Food was even shorter. Once again, all the rations were reduced except those of the pigs and the dogs. A too rigid equality in rations, Squealer explained, would have been contrary to the principles of animalism. In any case, he had no difficulty in proving to the other animals they were not really in short of food, whatever the appearances might be. For the time being, certainly, it had been found necessary to make an adjustment of rations. Squealer always spoke of it as a readjustment, never as a reduction. But in comparison with the days of Jones, the improvement was enormous. Reading out the figures in a shrill, rapid voice, he proved to them in detail that they had more oats, more hay, more turnips than they had had in Jones's day. They worked shorter hours, drinking water was of better quality, and they lived longer. A large portion of their young ones survived infancy, and they had more straw in their stalls and suffered less from fleas. And the animals believed every word of it. True to tell, Jones and all he stood for had almost faded out of their memories. They knew that life nowadays was harsh and bare and that they were often hungry and cold, usually working when they were not asleep, but doubtless it had been worse in the old days. They were glad to believe so. Besides, in those days they had been slaves and now they were free. And that made all the difference, as Squealer did not fail to point out. There were many more mouths to feed now. In the autumn, the four sows had littered almost simultaneously, producing 31 young pigs between them. The young pigs were piebald, and as Napoleon was the only boar on the farm, it was possible to guess at their parentage. And that's where we'll pause it for tonight. We'll continue on tomorrow with the uh, Animal Farm, chapter nine we're in. I think, we, I think this is it, our final chapter. So we'll be closing this out soon and uh, move on to either Lord of the Flies or possibly Catcher in the Rye. We'll see what happens. Hey, thank you so much for popping by. Really appreciate it. Be sure to like and comment. Hit that follow button over there. It's the most important thing you can do. Go buy something from one of our great sponsors. Get yourself a super deal. And I will see you all tomorrow.